welcome back to Up at 2.38 a.m. I'm Brady. And I'm Luke. And uh, we are here with our... Uh, we're going to do a little bit of a, a Spider-Man review today, huh, Luke? Because you just saw the movie recently. Yeah, I saw it last Tuesday with uh, with my brother and my sister. That was good fun. Uh, but yeah, let's get into what it. Are, let's, uh, I guess... I know we did a little bit of it last week, but I guess let's start off with a little bit of just, like, early thoughts, like, kind of a little bit of non-spoiler. Um, like, what'd you think of the movie? Um, you know, it was, it's interesting because, like, coming, like, the last superhero movie, our Marvel movie, I guess I saw was obviously Endgame, and, um, I don't know, I felt like it was kind of like, uh, like a refresher, or not a refresher, it was just kind of like a breath of fresh air, if, if I, uh, to be honest, a bit um, of a, a bit of a palate cleanser. Yeah, because I mean, I I felt like going into like Endgame. I felt like it was like I was going into class, like there was a pop test or a pop quiz, and I just like had no idea, so I had to do like homework or something. Like I had to go into it with like some knowledge of the whole whole idea and then like spider-man like you know it's kind of like you go into the you go into class there's a pop quiz and you just kind of like miss like one question you know what i'm saying like you know everything pretty much going on um (laughs) but yeah i thought it was a really good movie um overall um gotta love the love interest in that it's always great uh, peter and uh mj just love it love to see it um but yeah jake gyllenhaal kind of crazy guy but uh did you uh did you like it more than homecoming um let's see here that's tough i liked homecoming just because it was like i don't know it was it was a better uh spider-man movie than the last series that came out so i think that was kind of what made it for me um but there were some moments in um um far from home that like I don't know. It felt it, it was it was good. Like I I liked all the scenes with like um just like the homage to Tony and stuff like that and I, I like that. Um but I don't know. What do you think about it? Um I don't know. I think I've I've gone back and forth about it a little bit and I know I talked about this last episode. I do need to watch it again. I think right I think it's overall better than Far From Home, but there's there are a lot of things in Homecoming that I do like better than than far from home but i think that it is a more refined movie i think that it's really good like i it's a good top tier marvel movie you know it's obviously oh, yeah. not in the league of some of the more intense ones it's a little bit more fun down to earth um yeah. but yeah i i definitely um like it a lot uh i'm interested to see we'll talk about this a little bit when we get into spoilers but where this is going because we don't even really know a slate yet we don't know what movies oh, yeah. are coming next, and the as we'll talk about in a minute, the uh, the end credits are are pretty insane, and so I'm I'm curious to see where they're uh, taking this. Oh yeah, that the end credits were kind of interesting. I was like, dang, that's pretty. It, it would it would make sense if I guess you would you would have seen um uh Captain uh, Captain Marvel, I guess it was. Yes. So. Um, but yeah, did, we'll get wait, did into you that, not, I guess, later. You did, you <laughs> saw Captain Marvel. Yeah, 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 I saw Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I believe that we're supposed to be getting maybe some pieces of a, of a schedule at, at, uh, Comic-Con. Ooh. I'm pretty when, sure When is Comic-Con? Hmm? How, when is Comic-Con exactly? Is that, uh, um, I think it's soon, isn't it? It's coming up, but yeah. I'm pretty sure that Marvel had said that they're supposed to be okay. So, um, July 18th to the 21st, so this weekend. Oh, all right. So uh, stay so, tuned, for, ladies and gents, to, to talk about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it. We're supposed to find out what's going. I think that we're gonna. It's definitely gonna be a lot of. You know we. We're going to need a sequel for Black Panther, a sequel for Doctor Strange, a sequel for Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'm, I'm you know, a um, lot of that stuff. But then also I'm excited to see some of the more unique stuff, maybe some new characters or some new ensembles. But, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, yeah I can't wait. Get, a, get to see what 
whatever phase this will be, you know, <laughs> see phase how it'll turn four. out. Or, <laughs> yeah, I believe it's I phase, guess it four. Is phase four. Wow. Anyway, we've come you, so far. Uh, <laughs> you ready to jump into? We had a nice clean five minutes of non-spoilers. You ready to jump into spoilers? <laughs> Dude, let's go. All right. So if you, um, if you haven't already told, uh, if you can't already tell from, I don't even know what I'm going to title this yet, but if you can't already tell. This is about to be, we're jumping into spoilers territory, so if you don't, if you've not seen Spider-Man Far From Home yet, and you don't want to know our thoughts on some of the things that you might not have seen yet, then bow out now and come back once you've seen it. Yeah, go watch that movie. Go watch okay. it. Okay. <laughs> so, spoilers. So, um, first off, this this movie definitely, the one of the things that I was curious going into it is how they were going to handle right off the bat some of the end game stuff so stuff with the snap and stuff like that and so what they gave us was the blip which was definitely um i think they handled it pretty well uh i still have i still have some questions even going back to end game about some timeline stuff but i do think there were some they definitely handled it in a a way that satisfied me for the time being and also it was definitely comedic with there's a scene when um the there's a basketball game going on and the marching band <laughs> that disappeared in the gym reappears and everybody smacks into each other oh yeah i love that i love basically that. the the snap is obviously the one from infinity War where, where thanos snaps his fingers and the blip is what they've called when hulk snaps the glove to bring everybody back yeah um and uh it's interesting because the blip puts everybody back exactly where they were snapped away so there's a lot of good like witty jokes that are about this for example um we also find out that i i don't even know if i knew this but that aunt may was uh killed in the snap and she talks about how when she blipped back in she was in her apartment, but since it was five years later, there was someone new living there. So the, oh yeah, the, I forgot about that. <laughs> that's kind of the opening of the movie is is talking about that, and also she's now running kind of like it seems like a bit of like a a shelter or almost like a relief fund for like all these people that have been displaced. Yeah. And right away, um, I noticed. I thought about this while I was in the theater and also when I left the theater. One of the scenes that I saw a lot in the trailers and the commercials, which I thought it made sense it would be at the very beginning, was cut entirely. It's the scene when he's in the Iron Spider suit and he's like fighting bad guys or whatever and like strings them up and he's like talking with the cops. That scene was completely absent, which I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, Um, but... Um, I, th- I thought they did it really, they, they really did some funny stuff with it. Like, um, one thing I, I guess like the, the guy that, um, Peter's fighting for MJ, he, he's, uh, he's, what's his Brad maybe? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought they did. That was kind of funny what they did with him. Um, and then the little, what even, what was his name? Uh, he, he did like the, all the social media, like live streams or whatever. And he was like drinking oh, champagne uh, on the plane. Yeah. He was like um, drinking champagne on the plane, and he's like, "Oh, he didn't. He he's he's not twenty one. He, he <laughs> something about the blip or whatever." <laughs> oh yeah, really because funny. he yeah, yeah, because yeah. he got snapped or whatever. But um, <laughs> yeah, I I will say that a lot of the time, some of the complaints that come around with with I mean any movie, but especially Marvel movies, come with the different side characters and and whether or not they actually add that much or funny or you know it's it's hard to include them without them being i guess annoying a lot of the time and i think that the side characters in the spider-man movies these two they do a very good job like i i like all of them there's none of them that i don't think should be there i think they do a good job with all yeah yeah i thought it was really good um and i i was a little i was a little iffy during uh homecoming with the usage of flash because Flash is historically uh, Peter's bully in both the comics and the original uh, trilogy. Um, and usually he's a big, like, 
you know, football player and, and they changed yeah. him to being kind of like just a smarter nerd, or at least he thinks he's smarter. He's really not, but, um, and I was a little iffy on that in homecoming, but I've come around to the character. Uh, I don't think it really, it would serve the story as well if he was, you know, the typical football player that he is. Yeah. But it was good. It was good. Um, um, some of the, uh, we also dealing with some of the fallout. There's obviously going to be a lot of stuff involving, uh, Tony and, uh, mm-hmm. those were some of the tearjerker scenes, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> when he, when he, uh, when he got the, when he received the, like the, um, what, what do you call it? The, uh, oh, the, whatever oh, the, the glasses, the glasses. Were what were they called? I don't remember. They're really. Fu- it was really funny the acronym for it. Um, even uh, it. It was like Edna or something, or like it was. It was like even dead. I'm the hero or something. Edith. Edith. That was what it oh, is. Oh, I'm thinking of. I'm I thought that was something else that we're gonna talk about. I was about. really. I like that a lot. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. The, that that was interesting because I saw those. Uh, glasses in the trailers and it was like oh wow he's wearing his glasses i didn't know they would be such an important plot point and they did end up being one um but yeah that's kind of the whole thing is he's he's dealing with not only his own loss with losing tony but the world's loss with losing tony um you know it's obviously a pretty big hole that he leaves you see the you know there's a lot of graffiti everywhere and there's all kinds of uh, different things where he's happy he's kind of spending all his time with him now and, and obviously instead of Tony I was mm-hmm. I know it is a, a Spider-Man movie and it would kind of a, a lot of I see a lot of the complaints with this movie as well as Homecoming there's sometimes too much Iron Man in the Spider-Man movie and so I, I understand why they wouldn't do this but I was kind of hoping maybe to even see Pepper or even um, Young Morgan uh, yeah I don't know. I feel like I feel like in this circumstance we just came off like the biggest movie ever. So like, I mean, you can't like not have that in the movie. So, I mean, that's kind of hard <laughs> not to, to to just be like a Spider-Man movie, but um I think that's a popular take. I um I was also glad that it wasn't just a bummer. <laughs> I guess is the the best way of, of saying yeah. it because so, so I think I even said with Endgame I was hoping they'd be a little depressed for a little bit longer but now I'm done with the depression I want people to be back being peppy and it's a Spider-Man movie right. it's supposed to be right. fun <laughs> and I think it was the best movie to close this out so they close out this saga to end on 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 that note um, but let's talk a little bit about uh, Mysterio. Being uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's portrayal of the character, so when I saw uh, these first trailers coming out, I I believe that I had said that right away I could tell based on seeing these elementals, as well as um, him fighting them off, looking like a good guy, that it, we were going to have a syndrome style of a villain like in The Incredibles, yeah. where he wants to make himself look like the good guy, so he throws out all these fake villains to make himself look like the good guy, even though he's really a villain. And I don't know, I it, it was tough because like I wanted to be right, but also part of me was like I I kind of want them to change it up a little bit. But I knew yeah. that he was going to end up being the villain, and that was the twist. And I say twist very lightly. I I think everybody kind of saw it coming. I didn't see it coming. You didn't? No, I saw it coming. Okay. <laughs> I did really, really love that scene, though. When that evil laugh and the fact that it was all not real around him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that that's the that was one of the coolest parts about his character, is the use of, obviously, special effects, because that's what Mysterio is known for. He's an actor. He uses special yeah. effects to do his crimes. And I liked the modern usage instead of like you know like smoke and mirrors. He's using drones. Yeah, and I thought that was interesting too. And, 
it's it's a much more i mean you see that with all these marvel movies yeah uh, even in the they're, take, they're taking a 21st century spin on it and putting some technology so i like it exactly even in the instance of iron man he they've taken different modern spins on his character like jarvis yeah. is not typically and they they you talked about this or they show it a little bit in um endgame when they show the real life jarvis butler but in the comics even with tony jarvis is a real life butler not a ai so it's you know taking a little bit more modern approaches and that's what i like i liked i really liked him jake gyllenhaal's an amazing actor he's on his a game the whole movie <laughs> yeah um complete like complete tangent here um so I've been watching The Bachelorette like recently, like a lot, and uh, oh boy. all I could see uh, during the 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 Spider Man uh, Spider Man movie and Jake Gyllenhaal, all all I could see was Luke's uh, Luke P's face. This you probably have no idea what we're talking about or what I I'm talking about. I have no idea what you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, okay, but Luke Luke P is this kind of like just psychopath in uh, The Bachelorette, and he's like completely manipulating the uh, the girl. Her name's Hannah B. But anyway. His face looks exactly like Jake Gyllenhaal's face, like the, just how like I, I would I, I wouldn't say like exactly, but there's some similarities that I see, and I just could not like unsee it. Like after I made the connection, like halfway through the movie, so yeah, that's all I had to say really. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> there's gonna be some people that are gonna appreciate that. <laughs> hopefully, Me on the hopefully. other hand, no, I did not I know understand you what you're but... talking about at all. <laughs> maybe there's some listeners out there maybe some ladies i don't know anyway maybe Alyssa will appreciate it i have no shame in watching this show great tv um anyway so back to spider-man <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> um basically we see with with mysterio in this twist we we kind of find out his motivations and this is what I, I, it was very interesting to me. I, same thing with Homecoming, with Vulture, how both of the villains in both the Spider-Man movies are just characters that were wronged by Tony Stark and don't even actually necessarily have problems with Peter until he starts trying to stop them. But basically, it's just Peter still trying to clean up Tony's mess. Yeah which was interesting and it wasn't just Mysterio too it was that whole room you see that everybody in there was wronged by Tony in some capacity yeah it was, uh, it was like people that worked at Stark and then they like all just turned or like t- Tony like just kind of like took everything from them and they're yeah, like exactly. oh screw this guy we're gonna take, that, over, that's the same, take over the world <laughs> that's the same thing in, in Homecoming all of Vulture's lackeys were all members of that construction crew that that tony shut down yeah and um it's interesting too because one of the guys the the main guy the guy who's like working the computer for mysterio a lot of people were like was he actually in the first iron man because they show like a flashback of him with uh jeff bridges the obadiah stain the villain in that movie and everybody's like yeah he's actually there and i'm like i the things that marvel does that's something i don't remember at all but i'm just gonna take their word for it and say it was (laughs) because they show that flashback of him there and then People were like, is he? And they, people were like, yeah, he was. And I, again, I have not checked this. I just saw tweets about it. I, it, he could not be there, but I saw people saying he actually was. And if he is, that's very impressive that how, what, 10, 11 years ago that some guy who was honestly probably a one-off character in that movie, they're like, let's bring him back in this movie as a villain's henchman. I wonder if he knew, like, when, like, he was doing Iron Man 1, was he like, oh, maybe like, you know, 10 years or whatever it is later, he's like, oh, I'm going to get called back for a Spider-Man movie and be like a, like a side character for that. Like, Dude, at that not, time, they didn't even know. not expected that. At that time, they probably didn't even know, especially not him because he wasn't a big enough character. He right. probably didn't know there was going to be a universe, and he definitely <laughs> didn't know Spider-Man was coming into it. Right. So good for him. <laughs> Another paycheck for him. <laughs> Um, the other thing is, uh, you know, Peter's on his, his trip and he, basically he spends the whole movie kind of trying to wrestle back and forth between J. 
just wanting to, you know, enjoy himself, but also that he still has to, you know, be a hero and he's trying to deal with those things. And, um, and part of the just wanting to be himself is, you know, he, he's got his crush on MJ played by uh, Zendaya and their chemistry is really good in this movie. Oh yeah. I, cause she kind of, I, I didn't, I don't know if I, I was as into her in homecoming. I thought she was funny, but she wasn't like as interesting of a, you know, I like that they're actually kind of meshing. She was kind of like more of like a, a you know, like a rebel. She kind of like did her own thing. And it's not that that part of her is necessarily gone, but it's just more like, she's a little bit more uh, timid around him and stuff. And you can kind of tell like they, and they, the two of them, Tom Holland and Zadea, they, they work really well together. Oh yeah. I kind of wish there was more to be honest, but you know, more of like their romance. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think maybe we'll, we'll, now that they're uh, spoiler alert, I mean, we're in the spoiler section anyway, but um, you know, as they you know get together in the end of the film, I think that we'll get more of that. There's going to be a three, however long, I think they'll wait a while for that one, but yeah. um, we'll, I think that it'll be a heavier focus in that one because it, it is important. Um, but yeah, um, he deals with, going back and forth between those two things and the thing that is pulling him into still being a hero is not just, you know, his need to fulfill Tony's legacy, but also the return of uh, Nick Fury and Maria Hill. Um, Mm -hmm. And they're working with Mysterio who claims that he is from another earth, that there is a multiverse that exists. And I'm almost a little bummed that that is fake because I think that would be an interesting end game plot line going forward. You know, a, 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 a big plot line that they could use for like a big ending kind of movie again. Um, oh yeah, I agree. But the, they kind of stomped it out because he ended up, you know, <laughs> just being a, a normal villain with some tricks up his sleeve. Oh yeah. But, um, yeah, the one of the best scenes, a lot of the one that I keep seeing people using Twitter clips of and, 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 and putting pictures of everywhere is by far that visual, you know what scene I'm talking about, that visually stunning scene when he's fighting Mysterio and it's just like all kinds of illusions and stuff. That scene was insane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. And once he figured it out, like that was so cool. Like him just like, like it was the one on the bridge, right? No, I'm talking about the first one. Oh, the very first one? Oh, well, that one was cool, too. The one but, where it shows, uh, like, I, the, I mean, the pieces of, like, Tony, like, uh, Iron Man, like, the broken Iron Man suit, and he's, like, falling through, like, the lockers uh, and all Oh, this. my goodness, yeah, that was really cool. That scene was so well done. I loved that. That was so cool. And I was actually uh, talking to Ansu a little bit about this, and, you know, Ansu's been on here before. Um, and he was saying that he wanted more of that. And honestly, I kind of agree. Like, I feel like they 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 did hold back a little bit. They could have done some more cool illusions. Yeah, I mean, they obviously, you know, the sky was the limit there. But they chose to do, like, some, I don't know, some, like, water monster, some fire, some, they, I don't know, just some elements, I guess. I don't know. Well... There was a lot of, when I first saw that, because they were just dubbing them as the elementals, but I had seen, uh, but I had always, like, thought, I was like, oh, well, that's, like, Hydro Man and Molten Man and stuff like that, but, like, oh, it's just the elementals. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And then I saw a Funko Pop the other day of the water one, and it said Hydro Man, so they're putting them by their normal Spider-Man villain names, which is interesting, because they're fake. Huh. Because, like, Hydro Man is an actual person like an actual spider-man villain so i don't know i don't know that was interesting to see um yeah that end fight you talked about that end fight on the bridge that was uh that was really good too because there's a whole thing talking about um his spidey sense which they've so lovingly dubbed in this uh, movie his peter tingle (laughs) which i like so much Uh, more uh Oh yeah, <laughs> so there's so much there's so much comedy in that statement. So oh, good, um, but the whole thing is yeah. Basically, he for some reason, which I, 
I don't know if they really talk about it that much, but like his spider sense doesn't seem to be working in the movie. I, I don't know if it's just because of Endgame and Tony and what whatnot, but basically you kind of see that um, in the beginning of the movie when Aunt May hits him with the banana and it's something's wrong with, he can't sense things for some reason. And I, I think it might be his own, like he's having his own self-doubts maybe, and I think that's why. And by um, the end, he finally gets that, gains that confidence back. I, I'm not sure. I, that's that's how I interpreted it. But yeah, I mean, he's just turned off his. He's got a mental switch. He just turned it off himself. I don't know. <laughs> um. But yeah, he finally, uh, basically, Mysterio puts him in like you know another illusion, and he embraces his Peter Tingle so that he can make it through it. Um. And I, I, we're going to talk about the end credit scenes in a, in a second here, but just, I, I watched that, that guy we talked about earlier, his computer man, take that flash drive out. And before we even got to the end credit scene where we see what that ends up becoming, I'm, I, I, my mind's racing as to what that could mean. I knew that wasn't just a one-off. Yeah. Like that's gotta be, that's gotta be something there. It's, it's, it's our, it's our man that just appeared after, you know, Iron Man one, he's, he's coming back for the next movie, (laughs) (laughs) but um, it's him. He's the bad guy. (laughs) I will say one of my favorite scenes in, in terms of comedy was when he's on the, the Quinjet or I don't know, was it a Quinjet or was it just a normal jet? I think it was a normal jet, but, um, and he's on there making his suit and, and happy goes, I've got the music. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah, that was good. He I really like that ACDC, scene. And he goes, oh, I love Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. that was Man, that kind of hurt me a little bit, but, you know. It was really good. I, <laughs> it was I, good. I laughed way too loudly at that. But it was a good um, it was a good callback to a lot of – you saw stuff in uh, Infinity War when he's making all those jokes about uh, the movie Aliens and, and when he's in um, – Civil War, and he's making those jokes about, um, oh yeah, Star Wars and stuff like it's it's kind of his his whole thing is he's just a kid. Oh yeah, I love Tom Holland in his character. It's it's perfect. He's very good at it, and he and I watched in an interview with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. It was just Jake Gyllenhaal, and he said that working with Tom Holland, he said that he Tom puts his all into that character. He truly cares about it more than anything, which is as a Spider-Man fan, very important to me. I don't want anybody half Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so those end credit scenes, I said in the, uh, in the last episode that I think they're some of the most important in the MCU. And so the, the first one, which is the, the mid credits, um, was it, it was actually continuation of the very end of the movie. It, it, it's him swinging around, uh, with MJ and the, the, the end credit scene is him landing with MJ and there's like a, a broadcast on the TV. And when I heard the words, the daily bugle, I started <laughs> losing it. And then when I saw JK Simmons returning as J Jonah Jameson pop up on that yep. screen, I just about screamed. That was classic. I love that man. Honestly, I just love that character too. It's really just, just hilarious. Any on any of the um, Spider-Man movies have just he is he's the funniest character in the original three Sam Raimi movies. He's oh yeah, undoubtedly the funniest, and mo- most of it's improv. I and I don't think he even he's just doing it. Like I, <laughs> it's so good. But um, I had heard that he was at the premiere for Far From Home. Hmm. Um. But I thought it was just kind of like, you know, he's a staple of the series, so they just, you know, he just came out. I yeah. didn't even dawn on me that he might return. Um, but basically, they the, the scene is talking about the, they say, like, the largely controversial news publication, the Daily Bugle. And it's that same clip from that flash drive, and it's basically framed the end battle between... Uh, Spider-Man and Mysterio to look like Spider-Man is the villain and then at the very end of the uh, broadcast it reveals his identity as Peter Parker and then it just closes out and it was a big one-two punch Um, yeah I was not expecting that at all (laughs) when I saw that oh he's a villain I'm like oh okay that's really cool 
like they're going back to the classics of like you know i'm, I'm probably going to get to hear jay jonah jameson say he's a menace which is all i ever want to hear um they're going back to you know that's what's important is and i don't think the mcu's really tapped into that yet is that spider-man is whether or not what his motivations are he is largely controversial in the eyes of the public and um and i was really i was like oh that's really cool and then they dropped his identity and i was like whoa i don't even know where we're going now (laughs) (laughs) yeah like what are they gonna do (laughs) that was that i lost my mind at that That that's truly crazy but what's interesting too is their take on the daily bugle is um that it's they said like largely controversial it seemed kind of more like a, it's online it kind of reminded me of almost like a like an info wars type thing yeah it's like an online controversial <laughs> so I, he's I, like I, the alex jones <laughs> I, honestly yes that's truly is that that's what that's i got awesome. from it when i saw it um that's hilarious that that's kind of what i was thinking when i was watching it but i you know even in the brief moments there as i was watching that scene and i thought about it after before the, his identity was revealed you know when i saw oh he's now a villain again i thought maybe oh now we'll get peter working for the bugle but so that he can maybe try to fix his name but his identity is public so that's another case of marvel really throwing a curveball at you and i don't i'm curious to see where this goes um it's interesting too because he's one of the few um now with his identity public which is that was always tony's thing is tony never cared hide his identity outside of his first movie yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do with it um i mean they've made our lives just crazy and then they've made their lives harder so we'll we'll see what they come up with honestly it was it did a good job outside of the next end credit scene that i'm going to talk about it did a good job of really just kind of like closing out this infinity saga and also really not giving you a hint as what's to come like outside of that first end credit scene i mean it's just him you know his identity and he's going to be a villain all that really does is kind of tell you what's coming in spider-man 3 not really for the mcu because that's i mean spider-man's pretty down to earth he's a friendly neighbor at spider-man so that's a kind of small stakes yeah um so i don't yeah i don't entirely know where the MCU is headed, but then the the end credit scene at the very end dropped, and we see Nick Fury and Marie Hill driving, and they both change into scrolls. Specifically, uh, I think it's Talos was his name, and his wife I can't remember her name, but um, so the entire movie it was not actually Nick and Maria, it was scrolls, which actually kind of explains some of the blunders that are made in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> And they, they highlight that a little bit by, you know, it, Nick would have never made those mistakes. Uh, and then you see them kind of calling into the actual Nick Fury, who is on a space station full of other scrolls, which basically the implication now is at whatever point in this MCU, in the Infinity Saga, any character, any important character you know could have could be... Or could have been a scroll. Yeah, I mean, that that scene was kind of interesting. I really, I mean, I don't really know what's going on at that point because I'm not. I, I never really like. I don't even know. Like, it's just kind of like it was there for me. Um, Were you confused or? Yeah, I was kind of confused. I was just like, all right, this is where we are. We are right now. I guess we'll just have to wait to see that. Like, I'm just kind of like along for the ride, to be honest. Like. <laughs> basically the whole thing with scrolls um there's an entire big comic book arc called the secret wars Mm -hmm. where basically it's revealed that um like half of all the superheroes that you've known up until this point in the entire time you've been reading them in the comics have been scrolls the entire time or maybe at some point in like the middle there a scroll like knocked them out and replaced them so and basically anybody could be so you don't know who anybody really is anybody could be a scroll and they're but except in this in in the comic book iteration they're villains and they're trying to take over earth and this one they're seen as good guys so i'm not i don't know i don't 
they can't really be villains because that was stamped out in Captain Marvel, which I yeah. liked. I liked that different take. I liked that twist on um, that idea because I'm I like when they do weird stuff with changing the comic book. Scrolls have always been villains. I liked seeing them as good guys. I thought that was a cool twist. But now, now I don't understand what that end credit scene necessarily means going forward. I understand the implications, but if they're just good guys, then it doesn't really matter if they're anybody. Right. I mean, all I can do is, you know, stay buckled up in this, uh, this, uh, this seat of mine and just hold on for dear life. all right so um i think that's most of the stuff i you know i had to say if you what's uh what's your score out of 10 Uh, for spider-man far from uh, home let's see here out of 10 dang um i'd give it i'd give it an 8.75 okay 8.75 let's go there all right. Um, Oddly specific. Yeah, it is very specific. I'm. I think I'd give it a. I think I'd give it a nine. I, I I know that might seem a little high, but I I really do think it was solid. And yeah, so I give it a nine out of ten. Yeah, I mean it's fair fair game. I it wasn't a bad movie by any means, so it no, definitely I, it it definitely I could, uh, lived up I to the expectation. Pick. I think. I could nitpick, but you could do that with anything, and there's, right, there's no point. Right. It doesn't actually mean anything in the overall grand scheme of it. Um, but yeah, so that was our uh, our Spider-Man Far From Home review. Um, I got a few things that uh, I want to talk about. Some stuff that goes off of what we talked about last week. Just real quick, go over some some things. I might even throw a, a, a nice little timestamp in the description for people that <laughs> don't want to listen to the review, but want to listen to the other stuff. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about is just because last week we talked about The Office leaving, and, um, you had mentioned that you thought that Friends was leaving as well. Yes. Correct? Yes. And you thought it was going to the same streaming service. Well, like, a day after we uploaded that. There was an announcement about a brand new streaming service. I swear to God, they never stop coming. Oh, no. Um, called HBO Max. And that Friends will be leaving Netflix for this service in 2020. It is owned by Warner Media, And it is a brand new streaming service. Uh, I swear. Welcome. Man. There's going to be like one show. Yeah, there's going to be like one show per streaming service. And it's going to be like, you're going to be like shelling out as much as you would be for cable. So it's like, what's the point? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this is, it plays off of what I said last week. People are just going to keep pirating. Honestly, like, Netflix had it good when they had it. And now they've just kind of, like, lost it all. So here's what HBO Max will contain. I didn't even know this was brewing. But basically, they're going to be containing, they're going to have their own originals, which I saw some of the list, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but they're going to be owning programming from Warner Brothers, New Line, DC Entertainment, CNN, TNT, TBS, True TV, The CW, uh, Turner Classic Movies, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, Crunchyroll. Ready wow. for this one? Rooster Teeth and Looney Tunes. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I saw that this was this was announced around the time of um rtx so some rooster teeth people were tweeting about it um so that is a little interesting there's some specifically one in there being dc entertainment so we just done with the dc streaming service or (laughs) yeah like what the heck they're just like oh we see a better opportunity we see more money and we see just like we just see it all there i guess i don't know they just said to heck with the other one they are pulling friends, as I said, but they're also going to be um, including all episodes of The Fresh Prince. That's pretty cool. Hmm. Bringing it back. <laughs> um, and then all, all I said, all the CW shows will be going there as well, which are they all going to? I don't so know like if that fl- means they'll, Flash and stuff. Flash or whatever. So I don't know if that means they'll leave Netflix cool. as well. I don't know. Um, 
so I guess, you know, it's the same question I ask every time we talk about these streaming services, Luke. Will you be purchasing it? Uh, probably not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. Um, probably not. I, I heard about some cool originals. Um, I'll have to wait for those, though. But, no, I have no reason. I, I don't have any reason to buy this. The, the one thing is they have HBO on there, but... Does that mean you can't watch HBO other places? I don't know. Like, what's happening to HBO Go? Is that is that? I don't know like, because that's what I'm saying. All the all the HBO contents on here, so I don't know if that means they're going to be. Yeah, so like, it says they're going to get all the Game of Thrones. Well, Game of Thrones is over. Never mind. But like, uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, Game of Thrones. You could just watch the reruns if you really wanted to. But I this mean, says it's still not fully clear how HBO as a standalone service will be differentiated from HBO Max. Oh wow, the the price point is also sixteen to seventeen per month. Whew. Yikes. That is steep. That is compared to everything else, but they do have like a lot I, I would say the quality of their content and like just like their production value is slightly higher in their in their shows. So I th- I think this is more worth it than the NBC one. And that's even speaking from someone who probably watches more on the nbc one than this one but there's just i think the amount of content on this is just so oh, yeah. much more oh, yeah. i don't know we'll just have to see what comes out yeah. anyway um the other thing i wanted to talk about was i saw a clip of the hakuna matata scene from the live action lion king now i have not seen the lion king the new one me yet. neither i don't no, know if I have you not. have okay okay I did see its um, its Rotten Tomatoes score. I unless it has changed, which I I don't. I'm gonna check right now because I don't want to be wrong about this. I last time I checked, it had a 55%. It now has a oh a 59%. So it is not yes. fresh. Yeah. 60 is the benchmark for. Fresh. I don't think that's what uh which Disney you know. Was wanting. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, you know, it's not the end-all, right. be-all, but I do think it is a good reference. Um, and I was seeing a lot of mixed reviews on it. We always talk about live-action Disney here. Uh, I watched that Hakuna Matata clip. It was so lifeless. Yeah. It was just not, like, it's two or three real animals walking down a path singing the song with showing no emotion i think that's where the cartoon comes in and why that makes it so great it just so shows so much like more emotion but that's the point but that's the point and that that's why these that's the problem with this one and i didn't see i never saw the jungle book the live action jungle neither did i (laughs) and i like the original cartoon jungle book a lot and i i don't know how that one ended up playing out i so i don't I don't know if it was a similar problem, and if it was, I don't know why they went back to it. Uh, and the 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 singing is, I mean, it's really good. It's Donald Glover, Beyonce. Yeah, they got know? they got a ton of great not, a not, actors, you know. Not in Hakuna Matata. Beyonce's not. In Hakuna well, just Matata, in the movie she, overall. I, yeah. I did hear that. I heard the. I did hear the clip of "Can You Feel the Love Tonight." <laughs> God, it was good. That's what sucks. The music's really good but i just don't feel like there's as much care put into this as the original oh well uh disney is slowly gonna learn their lesson i guess (laughs) anyway you know with that luke and i are on our way to area 51 right now dude yeah we're 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 coming coming in hot coming in hot with all like 200,000 of us <laughs> I've never seen a, a meme storm hit so hard. I know it's like kind of like where the people in Florida were trying to like gather up to like blow a hurricane away or something like that like that's how stupid this is but this is so much <laughs> big like I saw the original the Facebook event like people and I was like oh that's funny did not know it would get this insane every single person I know is tweeting about it yeah I, I wonder how many like I always keep thinking like how there's many been people... some good ones too. Yeah. Some are really funny. Like how many people are actually <laughs> going to show up for this? Because there are going to be some people. N- not everybody, obviously, but 
No, what was the date uh, of the event? It was event? in September 20th, maybe. Oh, that's a long way to Yeah, that's that, Hey, they had to they had to plan ahead of time for all these people, you know. I will say I did see a thing and it's the the same thing that I always see when it comes to stuff like this and it was a clip of it was a screen cap of The Simpsons and it was an episode of somebody with a bunch of aliens in front of Area 51. <laughs> and somebody was like at this point it's not even funny. It's scary how much they know what's going to happen. I know, like Dude, the Simpsons have got it all. What was the like the last thing they predicted? I forgot, um, but it was like I remember they had a they had the Disney Fox merger. Oh, way oh my long gosh, ago. yeah, that's right. Oh man, dude, the that Simpsons was one that I remember seeing. There were a, there were plenty. That's crazy. Have you? This is kind of another another tangent. Speaking of Simpsons, um, the creator or like I guess the. Um, the guy who draws the, all the cartoons for The Simpsons, he has a show on Netflix. It's called Disenchanted. Yeah, Disenchantment. That one's that one's. I like really. I I think that's a pretty funny show. There's some pretty good shows. I didn't, I haven't watched it. There's like, there's some subtle like. If if you get like really subtle humor, it's that would that that show is pretty good. Um, but yeah. Anyway. See, that's interesting because. For someone that definitely, I'm talking about you here. For someone that watches Trailer Park Boys, I feel like that's the opposite of subtle humor. So I'm not sure how. You got me. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it, it's it's good fun. Um, good fun. All right. <laughs> anyway, um, let's uh let's throw it over to a nice sports corner sports corner got? all right um so let's see here this past week you know free agency the nba free free agency is just slowing down after all all kinds of just insane um trades going on um let's see here the all-star the nba or not the nba the uh, mlb all-star game happened in uh, in cleveland cleveland ohio so that was kind of funny so um when the three of the uh, c- uh, cubbies um, are on, were on the team, and every time they got, um, or let's see here, when they were calling out all the names um, on the starting lineup or whatever, all the cubbies got booed, and they're like, "Well, we got the ring," so that's all I'm saying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, uh, the second half of the MLB season's happening, so this is where it actually is like entertaining and. This one's where where it matters, even though like the Dodgers are like a really good team and probably gonna go to the World Series and win it. But I say that every year. Yeah. <laughs> but the Cubbies are their Cubbies. Uh, they're gonna they're, they're gonna hopefully be a strong team here in the second half. That's all I'm hoping for. Um, let's see here. I, I know the same. that would be amazing. Um, but uh. The M- the NBA Summer League that one that's going on seeing all the new faces all the new draft picks playing and some of the older um, G League players play um, but the Grizzlies they're making a run strong run so that's exciting um, I think they're going to be in the championship here soon I think tonight um, so I mean that's nothing to nothing to go get crazy about but it's it's just hyped I'm getting hyped about the NBA season anyway. What are you listening to? Let's get down to it. Oh, what am I listening to? Yes. Um, I really only have one thing that I've kind of been putting on a loop lately. Um, Hippocampus put out a another demos album. I know I talked about the first demos album that they put out. Um, the first one was demos of their most recent album, Bambi. And it was just uh, different cuts from the beginning stages of those songs. But this new album, the new demo, it's titled "Demos 2. Yeah, I saw all that. new music. It's it's all new music. Really? Which was kind of weird. Now, granted, it's stuff they performed maybe live, but never released and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's all new music, just under the guise of a demos album. It's really good stuff. I. I liked a lot of what I was listening to in there. I mean, they're one of my favorite bands. Um, they've got a few really good ones. I, I really like everything on there. But, yeah, 
excited to see them in the fall. Oh yeah, that'll be really interesting. Really good to see. Um, what are you listening to? What am I listening to? Let's see here. Um, so our our friend Jenny had texted me like a couple uh, days ago. She's like, "Yo, have you listened to Brand New before?" I'm like, "I absolutely have listened to Brand New before." So I was kind of like yeah. just going back down that rabbit hole and listening to some Brand New. Um, let's see here. Um, I've been listening to like Travis Barker, who's like the drummer of Blink, um, for Blink anyway. Um, he's been doing a lot of remixes, I guess. Um, did you see that clip? Sorry. It's about Travis Barker. Did you see that clip of, from one of their shows of him inside like that spinning ball drumming? No, I want to see that though. They put him in like a contraption and he's just spinning upside down in all different directions and still drumming. Like, they latched him in and stuff. Oh, my goodness. That sounds awesome. I have to see that. I don't know. I saw it on Twitter somewhere. I don't remember if I saved it or not. It looked really cool. I'm sure From I this find current it. tour. <laughs> It'll be good. Um, but, yeah, they, um, he did a remix of a Lil Peep and XX Tentacion song. It's called Falling Down. The original Ooh. song is pretty good. But uh, I I really enjoy this one. It's it it, it kind of goes hard. It, it it's like, it's kind of like if they took uh you know a little peep and uh XX Tentacion and put like blink to it. Obviously, it's just kind of like what you would think it would sound like to be honest. But um, other than that, you know, it, I think it's a fire song. I'd listen to it over and over and over again. So that's that's what I got going on in uh, what I'm listening to. All right, is that is that all you're listening to yes, right now? Yes, sir. Well, um, I think that's uh, pretty much it. Like I said earlier, I might uh, throw a timestamp wherever for people that haven't seen the movie yet, but uh, go see it so that you can come back and listen to what we have to say on it. Uh, as usual, uh, check out our Twitter and our Instagram and our Facebook if you would like. Uh, up at 2.38 a.m. for both the Twitter and Instagram handles, up at 2.38 a.m. Uh, hit up our Patreon. I'll put the link in the description. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. Thank you all for 